everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about how and why creatives create the artwork that they make. And today I'm super excited. I have Cassandra Bruton Johnson, who is the programming director for ASIFA. Now, that acronym has to do with animation. And I'm going to go ahead and leave it to Cassandra to kind of explain more about it. But um, hi, Cassandra. How are you? Hello. Great, Nancy. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Um, you are a busy person and working with ASIFA. Um, well, first, can you tell us a little bit, the audience, a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, okay. My journey into animation has kind of been a long one and has taken uh, a turn that I never expected. Um, I've always wanted to be in the creative world, but um, to get there, I kind of like um, ventured into the science world. And part of that, I think, came from my love of sci-fi, fantasy, um, like Star Trek and these other um, shows that focus on science. And so I wanted to go into maybe art school or something right away, but you know, my mom was like, you need to focus on something that's going to pay the bills. You don't want to be a starving artist. So again, I turned to science and I went to um, school to become an engineer. So I uh, started off um, getting my bachelor's of science in civil engineering. Um, and at, um, at the time, um, uh, again, I was still trying to find my way. I met my husband. Um, while in engineering school. And um, uh, from there, um, I was still thinking that I wanted to get into something with entertainment. And I hadn't focused on art so much anymore. Uh, but um, again, life happened again. And my husband and I decided that we wanted to make a change in our life by going back to school. And I still didn't do art, I went and got an MBA in supply chain management. Um, I know, still <laughs> going around what I really want to do. Um, but it turns out supply chain management is actually something I use every day. And it's particular um, good for anyone in the profession of animation because it helps you to understand the uh, pipeline of production. Um, so I, I kind of think that maybe this was meant to be to kind of take the route that I was taking. Um, and then, you know, while working in the industry of supply chain, um, my husband and I hit another <laughs> um, major um, life change. And um, let's go back to school again. So um, that's when um, uh, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to do that. Um, I really want to um, do something entertain in entertainment. So um, I started doing um, like PA work for local Atlanta filmmakers. And, um, and, you know, that was fun, energetic. I loved what I did. But um, I thought that maybe I should get some education behind that. Um, at the same time, we found out that a close friend of ours passed away, the same age as us, and he was the kind of person that lived life to the fullest. 
and without any regret. You know, he's a really good person. He believed in following your dreams. And um, I think that was the catalyst for both of us to say, hey, let's do what we want to do. So my husband pushed me to go and apply for SCAD, which is Savannah College of Art and Design. And he went a separate route and he became a nurse practitioner, which is awesome because it's like free healthcare in the home. So, um, but while at SCAD, I met some amazing artists. Um, I would say that I am not the best at drawing, um, but I like the process of creating. And um, SCAD gave me a lot of tools that I didn't know I needed before. Um, and it wasn't something that um, I intended to do as far as um, get into animation. But I'm glad I did. Oh, awesome. Well, that's great. I mean, so taking that um, love of animation, knowing that you wanted him to go into this career, um, can you tell us a little bit about how, because I'm assuming the um, ASIFA then kind of played into a role because you're a big part of that organization. Can mm -hmm. you mind talking about that? Uh, so, like I said, um, you know, I, when I started um, my studies at SCAD, uh, it was actually to go into like a, you know, study film. And I kind of like fell into animation because they didn't offer uh, film school at the location in Atlanta. It was in Savannah and my home is in Atlanta. So I kind of fell into animation because it was the next one on the list that was close to filmmaking. And it turned out, like I said, to be the best choice ever. Um, ASIFA South is actually one of those organizations that's, um, um, that's you know, of many groups of organizations that kind of help students find their path um, while they're at SCAD. And so for me, that was ASIFA South. Uh, I became a member um, by first volunteering to screen films and um, go do workshops at some of the local libraries or schools in the area. And um, so that's how I got started with a SIPA South. Well, I think that's amazing that you were taking the time to volunteer, do something you're passionate about and, and then bring it back into the community where you're doing workshops and things like that for the kids because I, as an art teacher, I <laughs> would teach animation, but I have no idea because I didn't have that industry experience. And the kids love, I don't care what age they are, K through 12, mm -hmm. they love animation. They love watching it. I especially am a surprise at how um, brilliant and smart the little ones are because they pick up very quickly, especially with like mm -hmm. motion, which you specialize in because it's so tactile and they would be able to see what they would get out of it. And even- right. And then the big kids blow you away because obviously they're in high school. <laughs> they're like, they really can focus in on it and they can, I, I was just like, I can't believe you're a sophomore in high school and you're doing this kind of work. I was oh like, yeah, cool. yeah, they're so, the kids are so amazing. Um, and you and you say kids of all ages, that includes kids my age as well, <laughs> uh, because um, it's just something that just brings joy to people. And you mentioned um, something that's tactile and which is what I like about stop motion because I like creating things with my hands. And I think that comes from my mom 
Um, she's a seamstress and she like loves to sew. I mean, I can call her and every day she's at her sewing machine, either making purses or bags or quilts. Um, and so um, to just be able to do something and build the puppets um, and design them is something that I can do. And it's like the original, um, what we, you know, in the uh, animation world, you, ha you have different mediums of animation, like 2D, 3D. Um, so stop motion, building puppets, that's the original 3D. So you can't get any better than that. So yeah. I'm just like fascinated because um, those in the audience, I took an animation class this quarter and the talent in animation, they're like, they blow me away. I was like, literally just like, you're wonderful. You're amazing. I just, my, my jaw would fall down. I would just be like, because I come from illustration and I mm -hmm. had a hard time. I just look at everything as a single image <laughs> and they're like, oh my goodness. It's like light years ahead of me. And they're so talented. And I, uh, anything, anybody who does animation, I, I think because of popular culture, we think, oh, well, it's just like, it's an art form. It truly, like if you had mm -hmm. Picasso and Picasso could do animation and tell a story that's engaging and takes you to a different place and the artistry behind it, I go like, mm -hmm. wow, these people yeah. are on point. Yes, they are. And um, for me, um, doing stop motion is that next level because Believe it or not, you have to have a lot of patience to do stop motion because, you know, um, once you get started, if you make a mistake, you can't just say, oh, I will just go erase that line and start from that point. No, you have to literally start over, you know, if you bump a table or, um, you know, someone's hand gets caught in the scene or there's a shadow, you know, there's so many things to think about, but it's also... I don't know. It's kind of calming. I think it's kind of like working out a math, a really good math problem. You know, it's so satisfying when it's done. I mean, that's amazing. And then I wanted to go back to my question to see, I'll chat your ear off because it's so <laughs> what you're, you're interested in and what you do, but can you tell a little bit about your role as the programming director? Because I wasn't sure um, what all that entails. Uh, yeah, so let me tell you, um, you know, we mentioned ASIFA, but um, the organization I'm part of is called ASIFA South, and mm -hmm. we're kind of like this, um, you know, spread all over the world, and we fall under this huge umbrella that's called ASIFA International, and you mentioned that it's a name I find um, hard to pronounce, because it's, it's French, because it started in France, and it's, I, I will try and say Association International to Film the Animation. So that's ASIFA. Um, so, but our organization, um, um, ASIFA South, you know, our goal is to un unite an animation community um, that's locally and globally and promote the artists and their art, um, their, their work as artists. So um, we want to be inclusive. Um, we strive to be inclusive and also have diverse voices. Now, my role as programming, Director, I uh, kind of wear two hats. Um, as a programmer, um, you know, we get hundreds of films that come through that are submitted through Film Freeway. Um, that's the platform that we use. And we screen those films to find 
the best of the best, so to speak, and so that we can have those um, um, screened at our festival um, through three categories, which is international um, animation for all and um, Southern Spotlight. So those, those are the categories that we will showcase our films for. And it's really hard because we get such great films. And um, to narrow it down to just a few, uh, maybe an hour for this block of international, this block for animation for all is, you know, it's really hard. Um, so, but, you know, on top of that is, you know, trying to finalize, coordinate and schedule the panels that will um, be um, shown or showcased at the, um, uh, the festival as well as uh, workshops and it's lots of communicating with the filmmakers that once they're chosen and um, making sure to get jurors to judge films of who won what categories and so yeah it's it's a lot of work behind the scenes but I think I like it because it it gets me focused and um, um, I like what I do. Yeah, I mean, I can tell your passion when you talk about it. And then, you know, I just love when we in animation <laughs> critique the work and I would just like, oh, it's like so magical. I felt like one of my elementary students who were just like, <laughs> and I just, I just get so excited. I feel like I was at a film premiere, you know, because it's just like, they made this and no one else has, I mean, maybe their roommates or their family have seen it, but yeah, yes, before yes. the release. And it's so cool when you see that behind the scenes stuff, you just appreciate the work and the effort because what I learned from taking an animation class, it is a lot of what you said. There is a lot of do-overs, mm -hmm. mistakes. Mistakes in animation are pretty normal and you will learn <laughs> from them. Exactly, exactly. And also um, the other hat that I wear on the um, program and director is that we have an education department. So that falls under my realm. And again, I spoke about workshops. We do um, workshops like storyboarding and um, focus on stop motion um, because of a lot of the young artists, they want to um, know how to get into the industry. And a lot of times that starts with um, storyboarding or um, so you can learn how to how to bring that story together and so that you can make an animation out of it and just doing stop motion because it's like the easiest form of um, animation that you can do. Um, we also do online classes like um, figure drawing, live figure drawing, um, ZBrush, which is a type of um, program that you can model characters into. Um, we do mixers where we highlight a particular um, industry leader expert to tell you about the business and how they got started. And um, we also, you know, we just do a lot more throughout the year. So I encourage your listeners to go to asifa-south.com um, and they can check out all the information and see, check out the calendar to see what's going on throughout the year. Um, we keep that updated so that, um, you know, you can join us and find opportunities um, that you might want to participate in. Wow, that is awesome. So the requirements to be a member of ASIFA South, are there like, can educators, students, I mean, like, um, do you have to be professional to join? Uh, no, I mean, anyone can join, um, you know, it doesn't matter what 
medium you prefer. You, you could be vocal um, um, artist. Um, you can, you know, because um, we want to encourage the community to work together. Um, and, you know, we try and keep it at like high school students through um, in industry professionals. But, you know, if parents see that this, this might be something that their child might want to get into so they can see where to start the, um, their career as an animator, um, they are welcome to join in, um, join Azitha South so that they can help their child progress through the um, profession. So, but yeah, we encourage anyone to join. Um, like I mentioned, um, even, even we have voiceover artists who join because we, during our festival, we have something called like a voiceover battle. And so um, it's kind of like a combination of different um, mediums. Like you may have like the character designer or someone who can animate and someone has voice and we put them together and there's like a competition and, you know, put them together in teams. They have this competition to come up with an animation and have someone voice the work. So, yeah, it's really fun. Um, you know, we've had a live session before, but this year, uh, last year we had to do do it virtually. But I think it was still fun. It still works. But it's such such fun. Amazing. That would be so cool to watch. I mean, my students um, in high school would would love that. So. Can you tell us about, because you uh, mentioned um, when, uh, it, well, when we were corresponding to set up the interview, <laughs> that you uh, work with, and I'm afraid I'm going to say the name of the company wrong, so I will, I will let you say it, but uh, <laughs> would you mention, would you talk a little bit about the work that you do professionally with that company and the name of it? Sure. So when I'm not volunteering with um, ASIFA South, which pretty much is all the time, <laughs> Um, I'm a production manager with Slatik, and um, so um, Slatik is actually is um, I think it's a combination of the word sloth and boutique because the um, founder Jeff Yu is um, a lover of all things sloth. So <laughs> um, if you guys want to check out, um, they're still uh, work updating the website, but it's www.slotique.com. Um, it's a boutique animation studio in Metro Atlanta, um, but we em um, employ freelance artists like storyboarders, character designers, background artists, um, um, animators from all over the world. Um, so, um, it's growing, um, it's headed by, I mentioned Jeff Yu, the founder. Uh, he's the executive producer and our head sloth boss. Um, he's a SCAD grad as well uh, with amazing sequential art skills. I mean, he is amazing at background art, anything. Um, and then um, he's also the business director of ASIFA South. So you can see where this is all tying in together. Um, and then, um, of course, um, Ginger, his wife, Ginger, Marissa Tontavitong, she's the director at Sloth, Slotique, and uh, she's also an, a SCAD alum with an MFA in animation, and she's also the executive director of ASIFA South. Um, so, 
Um, I know you're going to be interviewing them soon, so I, I will let them give the skinny on who they are about, but uh, they are amazing people and they truly believe in um, helping artists and, you know, um, cultivating that talent. Wonderful. Yeah, I, um, that, so networking seems to be very um, an important aspect and also just having good, uh, I mean, in high school, we call it soft skills that we're trying mm -hmm. to teach students mm -hmm. about interacting professionally. Do you, you would say, how, how important would you say they are? In this, in this. Um, I would say that soft skills like networking are the one it's one of the most important skills you will ever have, not only just in animation, but in any profession. Um, it's, it's one of those things that um, you can be the greatest artist in the world, but you know, sometimes you get bogged down in your own work or you just don't know the right people getting out there and learning who other artists are, um, you know, what different roles people may play in the industry is very helpful because um, not only because, um, you know, you're not necessarily say, well, I'm gonna talk to this person because I wanna make sure I can get a job through them. It's more or less to find out um, what skills are, you know, or and what, um, uh, changes going on in the industry so that you can improve yourself. Um, you know, because if you are um, doing what you need to do and the people you are around are, are seeing that, they are, they are willing to tout your abilities to other people. So, you know, if there's this job open over here, then someone say, oh, I know the perfect person for that. You know, so this, you know, I, I think I got lucky because I, I've known um, Jeff and Ginger from SCAD, but and through ASIFA South. But I think um, the opportunity came because um, of an incubator that was um, um, started through ASIFA South, in that we had a project that was through the School of Humans, and that's a production studio here in Atlanta. Um, that was doing a project for Mike Rowe, and some people may know Mike Rowe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, so um, he had a um, project that he wanted to have animation done for uh, his Facebook. And so there was like 12 episodes. And um, I was, you know, I and some other committee members and also people that we selected um, who were, um, you know, students or former students and um, came together and put out these 12 short animations for the Facebook website. And so, and during this time, I had an opportunity to step forward and start managing the process and um, to, you know, and, and see it through to the end. And that's where um, they saw that I could you do production management. So, and so now that's what I do for Slatik. And, um, you know, I'm still learning, um, which is something uh, about anim animation. I mean, maybe people think that, oh, you learn this particular skill and you just move on. So um, there's so many things to, to learn and do in animation. And like I said, I may not be the best at drawing or anything like that, but I have skills from engineering and um, as well as supply chain management that helped me to um, get these things done, you know, especially 
um, like with uh, Swatika as a production manager, I'm, I mean, I wear all the hats <laughs> you can think of, you know, is getting people, getting talent on board. It is managing the distribution of pay is, um, you know, making sure to manage the, the production pipeline, um, um, uh, you know, facilitating to the talent what their duties are, um, you know, make sure we meet milestones, researching and providing references, critiquing output, quality checking, you know, li liaison with the, the client, <laughs> whatever is needed, that's what I'm doing. Um, it's kind of like a love hate kind of thing. It's like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I'm never going to sleep again. <laughs> but at the same time, you love it and you're like, oh, what is the next project? You know, but yeah, it's been fun um, working with Spatik because they are you know, really working on some bigger projects. You know, um, speaking of Mike Rowe again, um, through School of Humans again, um, Spatik um, did um, the animation for. Mike Rose Six Degrees, which is on Discovery Plus right now. So um, guys, check it out. Um, and then um, also they um, saw Teak did up for um, like four animated videos for NATO. Uh, that's the North Atlantic Treaty Organization for some people who may not know. And I think one of the, um, one of the most beautiful pieces um, that were done is called The Call of Freedom. So um, yeah, check it out. Awesome. Yeah, I'll um, put links in the description box so people mm -hmm. can, if they go to the actual uh, listing on the podcast and they can click on it. But that is fascinating. I mean, like, so does it matter? I'm sorry, this is not on a question on my sheet. <laughs> so you as somebody who's hiring, this is amazing. It's like, I feel like, oh my gosh, it's behind me seeing access. <laughs> Do you feel like nowadays, especially because of the pandemic, so you can work remotely. I mean, do you feel like nowadays it's like, does it matter where you're at? Are you just looking for that specific talent or that um, person that can do the job? So you're you're not considering so much where they're located at this point. They're you're just portfolio or a personality. Um, yeah, I mean, all that comes into play just like you're hiring anyone, but it doesn't necessarily mean um, that um, they need to be um, in the same location that you are. I mean, I know there, you know, when um, everything went into lockdown for the pandemic, you know, some studios had to think about how they would um, manage talent outside of the office, the obvious reasons as far as um, um, NDAs and um, making sure that files are kept safe because um you know you don't you're not more you don't want to work on something all this time sometimes projects take two and three years to produce and you don't want a file to get um uh, corrupted or uh, malware that's um or someone stealing the project um offline somewhere and or sending a file that gets sent somewhere it's not supposed to um, so you don't want that to happen. So I totally understand that. Um, Slotique has always been virtual. Um, so <laughs> it kind of worked out the best. And in my previous life um, as a, um, a buyer and, um, you know, working in business, it's virtual was nothing to me because I would have to support P 
people who were in Ireland or India, uh, other places. So that it was a easy transition for me. So, um, but yeah, um, you know, the, we look, we're looking for, you know, what the artists can do, what the talent can do, if they can deliver um, in for the most part. Um, when you speak to Ginger Tamar, she is a bigger than life personality and she is so talented and she knows pretty much, I think she knows everybody in animation, <laughs> no matter what medium it may be. Um, but she just has this uncanny ability to just um, spot talent and, and, and know who to go to and where to go to. Fascinating. I mean, I um, am grateful that Adam, you know, it's like um, Adam Strickland, he was the one who introduced me to y'all. Um, and he and I were actually partners in art history class, for, for <laughs> you know, of all the random things. And I was fascinated because he sent me, I was like, oh, I... I loved his work and I was like, oh, wow, you've done all this. And he's like, well, I'm a part of this organization. So it always interests me how those kind of things, it's like the randomest things sometimes that will play out and you'll find mm -hmm. people who are creative in whatever. And it's like, I've always had this kind of little back interest of animation, though I am not an animator, y'all are. <laughs> but it's like, it fascinates me and my students that I've had. So when you talk about stop motion, because I have been, oh, that's kind of like, oh, I would love to try it. And it's like to have somebody who has that experience, like I'm more interested in cut paper, but I'm sure some of the mm -hmm. same principles work. Like, can you talk a little bit about the puppets that you're creating? What are, is there like, do you feel like there's certain software, certain setups that would help somebody go down that direction of making their own stop motion animation? Sure, um, you know, uh, stop motion is one of those um, mediums that is easy to get into. Um, uh, for me, I, I mean, I haven't had an opportunity to make any puppets lately because we've been busy with Asifa South um, gearing up for um, our 2020 festival and now are already jumped into getting ready for our 2021 festival um, and also working for Slotit. Um, I do have a puppet that's laying out there ready to, for me to finish. Um, so hopefully I can get back to it. But it's, you know, it's something that doesn't require a lot of money to get into. Um, um, there's a lot of free software out there, um, like PicPack or um, Stop Motion Studio um, that you can download onto your phone and some other free software out there. If you have a DSLR camera, you can use it. But you can just use your phone. Um, and the easiest ones to do, um, you don't even have to have a script uh, or story, just do something that makes you feel good. Um, you know, something that's, um, um, you know, artistic and just move pieces around. Um, or like um, yourself, you know, something that's pixel, we call pixelated uh, stop motion. So you can just uh, set the camera and it's a, whatever program you have and um, set it to snap the pictures. You just move, hold the pose, wait to hear the snap and move again. So, and then you put all those pieces together and you have a stop motion. So it's, you know, it's something that's really easy to get started with. Um, I like building puppets and sets um, for my puppets. I use um, wire armatures. And so I make the bodies and, um, and um, I covered them in foam 
cushions, like maybe some old cushion out of a chair <laughs> or something and cut the body to the shape that I want so that the clothes kind of fit on it the way it's the way I want it or it should. Um, and then I find fabric and I use like um, maybe like a paper towel to kind of create, put it, drape it on the body of the puppet to make a pattern, just like you would like take muslin or something like that to drape on humans to create a pattern, like if you're making a custom suit or something. And then I, I you know, lay it out and, and cut it. And then my mom, I guess I bring her into the madness because she's a seamstress and she was, we, you know, collaborate and sew, sew the, um, you know, clothes together. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I said, just, you know, go for it. Just use your camera. If you, if you don't have um, a stop motion program, just, you know, just take pictures of someone or something and move it. And, you know, the key is just to kind of keep the camera as steady as possible. But, um, you know, if you want to get more advanced, you know, there's programs out there like industry, uh, the industry uses Dragon Frame. Um, that could be a little bit expensive, but there are um, free alternatives out there. So um, you can do just Google and definitely it will come up. Um, I can, you know, get you some additional information on that. So you can share that with your uh, audience. Okay. Um, uh, I do recommend a book that, um, I used at SCAD is called The Advanced Art of Stop Motion Animation. It's by Ken, K-E-N-A, Preeb. I think that's, I pronounced it correct. The last name is spelled P-R-I-E-B-E. -E. So, but yeah, um, I also um, am on face, the Facebook forum called Stop Motion Puppet and Clay Animation. Um, so just put out a request and join. And there's so many, um, so many artists on there. They offer tips, they showcase their work. And I've, you know, I've reached out to, you know, get some tips on improving how to build my own puppets. So um, it's a really great community to be a part of. Well, thank you so much. I wrote them down and that is very helpful. I hadn't heard about that advanced um, uh, that book about the advanced uh, stop motion. So I will check that mm -hmm. out. I, I appreciate all of the resources that you're giving. Uh, that's fantastic. So my next question is, okay, so how with doing all the things that you're doing, Cassandra, how do you balance like your work life balance? Because I think as artists, we kind of, especially with the pandemic, we're like, mm -hmm little bit workaholic so like how do you find that? yes I mean I wish I knew the answer to that because I haven't mastered it <laughs> it's not easy to do so because you know once you are locked into a project I mean it's hard to break away until it's finished and complete you know and I like you said artists do that and um um we have to be reminded to take that break um I you know ginger is really great about making the artists not work on the weekends, you know, take the time or if there are any issues, you know, take care of it. Um, you know, your health is very important because um, especially animators, um, you know, we end up with chronic back pain, arm pain, hand, you know, so you gotta step away, get up from the desk every now and then and, um, you know, see if there's some sunshine outside, but it is hard to do. Um, you know, I 
I think if you don't take a break, you become so exhausted that you break mentally and physically, and that in turn uh, makes the work suffer. And if you are dealing with clients, that's something you want to avoid because that's um, time lost is money lost. And, uh, you know, your clients, um, they are looking for deliverables and a certain um, look to their you know, the work that they're purchasing. So they, they want to make sure um, that you're um, delivering what they ask for. So <clears throat> try and take some time. I try and do it by carving out some time to either have what I call like tea time, a virtual tea time with my girlfriends online, uh, just to chit chat about what's going on in their life. And, you know, we sip on our favorite tea or, um, you know, or sometimes I just want to zone out and, you know, go to my bedroom, close the door, jump in bed, put on my favorite animation or some cheesy action movie, you know, something that doesn't make you think. That's great advice. I just, and I agree with you. I didn't, I had to get a standing desk. I had to change the ergonomics. I had no ergonomics before <laughs> I went to graduate school and I was doing like I, I drew, but I wasn't drawing like the amount of hours and animators, they draw a lot. Cause I was like, I thought illustrators drew a lot. Oh man, animators, <laughs> I draw a lot. And the back paint, things like that. You just don't realize the repetitiveness of the task that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's all great, great advice about taking those breaks and building them in. So, um, Oh, we, I did skip ahead. So about the networking question, we kind of went into that already. So I'm going to skip that one. And then it, we've just got the two questions left. Mm -hmm. it, once you've created and managed all the animation projects that you have wanted to do in your life, what are three <laughs> final truths that you would leave behind? Um, gosh, that's, that's a hard one. Um, I would say, wow, time went by really, really fast. <laughs> and um, um, I'm sure that I enjoyed cre creating so many amazing animations, um, but mostly I would think that um, animation is still one of those mediums that people love and that it's only getting better um, with the improvements in technology that we have. Um, and it's making it so much easier for um, people who think that you need to have certain skills that you can get into it and that um, um, you can get your you know, your, your vision across. And so, and, and speaking on that, I would say, wow, you know, I had an opportunity to really showcase what I can do and what, what my vision is. And then hopefully people loved it. Um, and then I guess the final will be, obviously I must be some type of um, animation superhero because I was able to actually do all the animation I wanted to do and so but but yeah I would say that um, or that I obviously had too much time on my hand to be able to complete all that animation so but um, I, I would say that I had no regrets and I loved everything that I did. Great that's awesome and I think that's really insightful that you talked about you went through these different degrees and then you got to your really your first passion your love and all of that informed it like none of that is, you know none of that was wasted that knowledge that expertise that you've gained you've applied it to your current profession as in animation so that's excellent yeah yeah because I would say like you know the engineering part I mean I 
we you I don't think people realize artists use math too and I use it a lot when I'm making my puppets or building sets um, and um, I see things with the eyes of an engineer you know as far as planning it out um, step by step of how I want it done um, to tell that story or you know like I said supply chain management being able to um, you know, use that to see it through from beginning to end as far as uh, production. So yeah, I, it's come full circle, I think. Awesome. And I know that everybody, because they're listening to this and you're just, you're fascinating to listen to and all your expertise. Where can we see like your work? Like I want to look at your puppets and the things <laughs> you made and designed with your mom. I just love that story. So like, where can people um, check out your um, work? So I gotta um, <laughs> yeah, so they can go to www.cassandra, C-A-S-A-N-D-R-A, Bruton, B-R-E-W-T-O-N-Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. Um, I haven't had an opportunity to uh, update anything lately. Um, I will be, I will say I'm the worst at social media um, and my reel is out of date, um, but mostly it's because um, um, the projects I've been doing have been management wise. So I haven't had the opportunity to create and um, you understand <laughs> what I'm talking about because life takes over and you have um, different responsibilities. So you don't get an opportunity to work on what you you really want to do. So I'm hoping that would change at some point here. Um, and then um, I also would like for you to go and check out Asifa South um, because we have so much going on there. And, you know, so you can go to asifa-south.com. That's A-S-I-F-A-South, S-O-U-T-H.com. And you can learn about the organization and our upcoming uh, Asifa Festival and Conference. That's the CFAC 2021. And for your listeners, if they have an animation short that they want to submit, um, they can do so. Um, and I've set it up where they can go to Film Freeway and use the promo code ACFAC CFAC 2021 SM. And I'll send this to you. Um, so they can get like an early bird discount um, if you submit by the April 16th. Um, um, you can get um, 25% off. And after that, it would reduce to 15% off. However, um, since they are special guests of, of yours, if they want, um, they can reach out to the programming department and I can see about getting them a, a fee waiver. So I will send you um, the programming email and for your listeners to, um, if they have an animated film, they wish to submit. Um, and it falls within the guidelines that we have on our uh, Film Freeway um, website, then um, yeah, I can get them a free waiver. Oh, that's so generous of you, Cassandra. That Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You guys are, I have to say, animators are some of the nicest people. Like, <laughs> animation class, I was like, I, I, they were, I would love to work with any of, that was like, I could sit next to and work next to you for 40, 50, 60 hours. <laughs> so they're pleasant and they're sweet and they're kind. I, I feel like animators, they know it's such a collaborative field and they really- Oh, it is. It oh. definitely is a very collaborative field. Oh, it's 
Fascinating. So um, I, I could talk to you all day, Cassandra. Thank you so <laughs> much. Um, and you, um, you have a wonderful uh, day. And everybody, thank you for listening to My Creative Life. Please like and subscribe. All right. Thanks. <laughs>